0: Welcome to The Wisecast by Sundaram Mutual. We have with us today Arjun Nagarajan, Chief Economist at Sundaram Mutual. Hi there. Hope you're all doing well. The last week, we spoke about the Fed's third rate cut this year and what its policy language suggested. We ended the podcast with the Fed's comment that its plan to expand balance sheet was not to be read as quantitative easing. However, the markets are fairly suspicious of this comment from the Fed. In this podcast, we take a look at why the markets feel so. Why do the markets feel that it is probably quantitative easing this time around? To understand this, we need to rewind a little bit to when the Fed's balance sheet was at its peak of four and a half trillion dollars. Now, soon after touching the peak of four and a half trillion dollars, the Fed felt that the economy was doing well enough and that it had to start unwinding the size of its balance sheet. The Fed started contracting its balance sheet from the start of 2018 very gradually every month and this monthly contraction touched a peak of around 50 billion per month. When the Fed's balance sheet touched around 3.8 trillion dollars, the central bank decided that it was time to stop unwinding in July 2019. This was two months earlier than its planned date of September 2019. But within two months of this decision, around mid-September, The overnight repo rate saw a sharp jump up to around 10%, more than nearly four times what it normally trades at. Even the Fed rate jumped up and crossed its upper bounds. Note here that the repo or the repurchase market is the place where the banks go to if they need relatively cheap money. This sudden increase in rates concerned both the Fed and the markets alike. The surge in rates was mainly because of a sudden funding squeeze experienced in the repo market the New York Fed stepped in quickly and injected $53 billion of liquidity by purchasing Treasury securities. This infusion continued for nearly a week till the Fed felt that the system rates had stabilized. Now, a number of reasons are attributed to this funding squeeze. The day of the rate surge coincided with $78 billion of Treasury debt settling. This date was also the cutoff date for banks to submit their quarterly tax payments both these events are seen to have exerted undue demand for funds pushing the rates up. One must also note here that the excess commercial bank reserves in the system since the Fed's decision to unwind its balance sheet Had been secularly contracting from $2 trillion in early 2018 and touched a low of 1.25 trillion mid-October. Structurally, the Fed felt that the funding squeeze was also because of the excess reserves of the commercial banks falling below their optimal level. Therefore, to avoid any rate surges in the future, the Fed decided to start increasing the size of its balance sheet by purchasing 60 billion of treasuries every month, starting October until at least end of 2020. While the markets are reading this as a return of the Fed's QE, the Fed on the other hand has been insisting that this is just an effort to ensure smooth functioning of money markets, increase supply of bank reserves, and avoid messy episodes like the one witnessed in September. So is this QE? Let's take a look at some key differences between the current balance sheet expansion and the post-crisis asset purchase program. Firstly, the aim of QE is to drive rates lower and make loans cheaper in order to boost economic activity. Therefore, the central bank gives explicit guidance to this effect. The current episode appears to be quite the opposite, where the central bank is explicitly saying that this isn't QE. Secondly, during a phase of QE, the Fed adds excess liquidity to the system to achieve their goal of lowering rates. The current episode, on the other hand, is an attempt to stabilize rates that saw a surprise spike on a sudden crunch in funding. Thirdly, during a QE, the Fed purchases longer-dated securities in an attempt to drive their yields lower. This time around, the Fed is purchasing shorter-term Treasury bills of less than 12 months maturity. Now, despite all of this, why are the markets still suspicious? Market suspicion comes from multiple reasons. This is the Fed's liquidity injection post the global financial crisis. This program's monthly treasury purchases of $60 billion per month would infuse roughly around $480 billion of liquidity and take the Fed's balance sheet size back to its earlier peak of $4.5 trillion by June 2020, a level seen during end 2017. Looking at the numbers from a run rate standpoint, the pace of liquidity infusion at 60 billion per month is way higher than the peak run rate of its balance sheet contraction of 50 billion per month. The number is also nearly equal to the Fed's run rate of 85 billion per month that it purchased during the final phase of its post-crisis QE further if the fed decides to continue purchasing 60 billion of treasuries for let's say another six months post june 2020 so ending in december 2020 the these 14 months of november 2019 to december 2020 would have witnessed a liquidity infusion of roughly around 840 billion dollars now this is just a few hundred billion dollars shy of the balance sheet increases witnessed just after the global financial crisis. If one were to add projected liquidity infusions from say the European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan in 2020, this total liquidity infusion into the financial markets, the global financial markets, could very well touch north, of 1.4 trillion dollars. While market commentators in developed markets can see this as QE on the slide, from the emerging market standpoint, this does sound quite comforting, especially from flows. So, this is broadly why the markets are suspicious of the commentary from the Fed. Hope you found this podcast useful. Have a great weekend. Till next time, this is Arjun signing off. The cast is a podcast initiative by Sundaram Mutual. We hope you like listening to us as much as we love presenting it to you. Stay tuned to The Wisecast to learn more about the world of mutual funds and investing. Mutual fund investments are subject to market risks. Read all scheme-related documents carefully.